everyone. This is the Basement Girls and Hector today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is our second uh, episode, and today we're going to be talking about the movie Child's Play, a.k.a. the Chucky movie, the first movie. So um, I'm Steph Grossman, um, here with Bianca Perez, as always, and then we are with her brother, Hector Perez, who is also our creator of our snazzy intro music. Yes, so snazzy. Yes. The I, I believe I was yeah the twenty three year old version <gasps> of myself. Wait, made I didn't that. know you we were twenty three. Yeah, I was about uh, 23, 24 around there. Yeah, he was a SoundCloud creator. <laughs> that is <laughs> impressive. That is so impressive. Yeah, before the SoundCloud memes started coming out. That's really that was yeah that was before all SoundCloud yeah. SoundCloud became like super popular. Yeah, <laughs> before I would I would uh, post it on. MySpace. I had like my own separate <gasps> MySpace account for that, you know, m- music moniker. Yeah. Or whatever. Did people play, you know how when you were on MySpace and you could like play your music, you like, you know, you could do it and somebody comes to your page and your music starts playing or you choose a song to play. Like, could you do that? Yeah. Or, yeah. You could. could I have yeah. chosen your song. Oh, I should have done that. I didn't do that. <laughs> I think my song was like Miss Independent from like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember who that is by, but it was misindependent for sure. Um, but yeah, Hector is my brother, and um, I, the reason why I wanted to have him on this episode is because, I mean, Child's Play was essentially the first horror movie I ever saw because my sister showed it to me whenever I was like five years old or something crazy like that, like something super inappropriate. Um, and so I thought it would be fun to have my brother on the episode. <laughs> But yeah, was he there when when you first watched it? Like Hector, did you were you there when you know? You know that's funny because uh, (laughs) now that I guess you know the truth is out or whatever. Like you know, for the it it was always like this this debate with my sister. Like uh, my sister Adriana, it was like okay, well, who's the one that traumatized her? And I always thought it was me, you know, for a short while. But it was actually. um, it was actually my other sister. Yeah, it, the truth did come out. Having met her, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Adiana. <laughs> Sorry. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the reason why I cannot, I can't get through it. Like even like when I rewatched it for this episode, like last night, um, I it's still like I know that it's not necessarily a scary movie to other people. But to me, it is still the scariest thing. Like, it's just, it's like so engraved in my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, just being a witness of, of Bianca's, <laughs> you know, earlier years. Um, that, oh it, this movie was, was kind of like, you know, if Bianca was in my sister's room, it was like that thing to do to get Bianca to leave. Was yes. just, she would always be like, <laughs> I'm going to put on this movie if you don't, you know be quieter if you don't get out of my room kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and know? Adriana, so, she, would, she would move my dolls around whenever I had them, and she would, like, move my stuffed animals it. around so I could think <laughs> that, like, they moved on their own. Dude, I'm fucking traumatized, man. <laughs> like, I'm still thinking about it. Like, man, that's messed up. It is messed up. I remember, like, Bianca used to run out of the house, like, screaming. Like, you know, like, there was a knife hanging off her back or something you know yeah so basically like the reason like you were always the first victim (laughs) yeah exactly so the fact that i had to like you know i love this podcast so much and i'm willing to do it for this podcast and you did it and i did it i did it hector when was the first time you watched it 
or how did you come across? Um, I can't remember specifically, but you know, I have, uh, I don't know, little tiny memory files in my banks of like, <laughs> uh, being, or rather, uh, I used to spend the night at my cousins a lot, uh, just growing up. So there was always like a handful of movies that we would just rent constantly just cause, yeah. you know, they freaked us out so much, you know, and it, it was the only, it, there were the, um, in that small group of movies that we wouldn't watch by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we would only watch them when one of us spent the night at each other's houses. So, <laughs> so, you know, that was one of them. And we would have to stay up and, and watch that after, you know, our parents, you know, went to sleep. So it, it was just kind of like one of those movies that our parents didn't, didn't want it. Yeah. So. Oh, so it was like on the sly that you were watching. Yeah, and I don't, I don't remember how we got, you know, how, you know, because back then we couldn't rent movies by ourselves. You know, we had to, you know, there, um, you know, rated our movies. You know, we couldn't. We had to have our parents rent them. So, yeah, I can't, you know, especially specifically remember, you know, how we were able to to bring them home. But um, that's pretty much as far back as I can remember. And then just growing up, it, that was always the franchise. It's like, like it, it was more, uh, more funny than, than oh. actually scary. So, you know, my friends, uh, growing up it, you know, we, we really didn't watch that. We stuck with like, um, you know, uh, Hellraiser oh, or, like more gory or, or stuff. yeah. Or the alien franchise. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like more gory or stuff like, Friday the 13th, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. That was a little bit more, like, adult, I guess, yeah. <laughs> rather than Because you're like, oh, play. A, yeah. a killing doll. Like, that's, that's you know. Kind of silly. That's, yeah. 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 that's child's play, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Steph? How did you get introduced to the film? Um, so, for, so for me, it, it's, like, really just the video jacket that I introduced me to it. So, like, because I never saw a preview of it, of this, um... And then basically, I forget, I we didn't have a blockbuster in town for a while, but we had something called Hollywood Video. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we had that. And so I remember, like, always going with my family. And then there was, um, so there was the horror section. And it was pretty small. It was just, like, one corner. Um, and then right next to it was the, like, adult movies where there was, like, a curtain and you weren't allowed to, like, go in or whatever. Oh. So I remember, like going and like looking at the horror movies and like trying to peek into the adult movies. <laughs> like it was Bucky a very Steph, like even into man. <laughs> I always felt like they were behind some like mysterious, you know, veil yeah. or like yeah, right? <laughs> in or, the like, dark is corner there... or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, like is there a lap dance going That's on in so there? Like, yeah. yeah. And they're always like really decorated yeah. as well. Yeah, like, the horror true. section. Oh the horse yeah yeah yeah. Yeah so, so I'm so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> oh no go ahead. <laughs> I that just is... get these flashbacks. Please interrupt me. Yeah, no, it's true, right? So, like, that's where I, like, associate it. So, basically, like, I would, like, look at the jackets and stuff. And then I was always, like, really fascinated by horror. But, you know, didn't often take, actually take out the movies until I was a little older. So, I just remember, like, looking at Child's Play, at, like, the Child's Play movie and the back jacket of, like, Andy, the kid that has the doll, like, just standing there, like, in the snow, like, looking at the doll or something. And so it's really weird because in my head, 
I had it that this was like this like movie about like a kid that opens up this doll on Christmas and then it like comes to life and is like you know being like really creepy and like I didn't expect it to eventually when we watched when I watched it for the first time the other day or yesterday uh be like a slasher movie or anything I thought it was gonna be really really like big like psychological horror or especially about the the voodoo you know aspect about it too yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I had no idea like I just would have thought that it was like you know a doll that comes to life as dolls do so (laughs) I didn't realize there was like a reason behind it um but yeah so it was like that and then also when I was I remember one particular summer in summer camp um I did this like you know day camp thing that I'd go to at my high like I was in elementary school but it was at my high school um and there was this one really creepy kid uh in that I was friends with um in my he had one eyeball (laughs) well he's now like a WWE like performer type like I don't know if he's actually in W but he's like one of the the pro wrestling type people (laughs) he turned out to be like that but um we used to talk about horror movies all the time and we'd like and he'd tell me all the stuff that would happen like in you know the Chucky movies like in Jason like in Mike Myers and I was like yeah yeah tell me more and then at (laughs) night and then I remember that whole summer I like could not sleep without the lights on like just from what he what he told you just from what he'd tell me yeah yeah yeah. so like and i and then in the daytime i loved it but at nighttime i'd be like yeah (laughs) oh my god is jason like around the corner better watch disney channel (laughs) especially because we were at a summer camp so it's like even more freakier you know what i mean yeah the reason i said it was at the high school is because it it wasn't like on a lake or there was no like there weren't any cabins or anything it was it was just like (laughs) at my high school campus like we'd be on like the football field like with each of our like groups and then we'd you know play like capture the flag or something like that like it was really really minimal camp (laughs) atmosphere (laughs) but um but yeah so but I always wanted to go to one of those like sleepaway camps I was just never allowed to so this was as far as I came but then I still got that being scared for my life experience like most people in summer camp do yeah just with that like storytelling aspect of like him just telling you what was like the synopsis of the films or what yeah you would tell me he'd also pretend to be like chucky like he'd, he'd like make his eyes go really wide and you'd be like ah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like okay stop now <laughs> so, That's funny. i don't know i hope he doesn't listen to, i'm not using his name but i hope he doesn't listen to this and i know i was like Steph, you better drop a name if he's a wwe <laughs> performer here. i don't know if he's like super famous or not, so that's why i'm not gonna like say it. but uh, but if he does listen to this uh you know these are fond memories <laughs> looking back at the time i was like scared um but anyway so that's how i got it you know heard about chucky but then i just was too afraid to watch it because this kid like made me think it was gonna be really really scary um Mm. and then watched it like I said for the first time yesterday and it wasn't unlike Bianca (laughs) Bianca's (laughs) continuing reaction I did not find it scary at all and I was like really relieved in a way Um, did you think it was funny or did you just like not even think it was scary um no oh I didn't think it was scary really I mean it, it didn't you know it had the sort of jump scares that don't scare me because you kind of know they're coming you know like and it's not and it doesn't get like all silent like you can kind of like see on the actors faces that like something's about to happen so then in that case i didn't even really i didn't even have to hold my ears wow well like uh you know for me 
especially watching the film, you know, um, like multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. Mm-hmm. There, there's still certain scenes that just make the hairs on my, yes. on the back of my neck stand up. Like, yes. um, especially when when Chucky reveals, you know, that he could talk to the mom oh my God. after <laughs> she checks about the batteries, and then, oh yeah, you know, and then you know she, uh, Chucky falls out of her out of her hands. But when he hits the floor, he just immediately rolls underneath the <laughs> sofa. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, that's so creepy. And then she goes down there to check, you know, because why not? Maybe she left the sandwich down there or something. <laughs> yeah. she, she was, you never know. Yeah, you just never know. And then, like, just all, you know, the combination and it, of all that. The suspense. It, yeah, the yeah. suspense. It, it just gets me every time, yeah. no matter how many times I've seen it. Um so that's why I was, you know, when uh, when you had mentioned to Bianca that, um, you know, that it didn't really scare you, uh, I was just surprised, you know, especially for your first time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I think it's, it might be because of the aspect of it being kind of like camp, a little more campy, you know, between that two. So like, you know, it has that like sort of camp, like funny aspect. I mean... I'm not going to say that I was immune to, like, any, um, what's it called, uh, like, suspense. Like, so, for example, that time where he <laughs> rolls under the couch, I was, and she goes down to look, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And I, I expected him to, like, jump out and, like, yeah. get her and stuff. So I definitely was, like, anticipating stuff like that. But then sometimes it, often it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't And I don't happen. know, like, yeah, and so, like, and then the times where he did kind of jump out, like I said, it was, it was like really obvious that he was going to, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. I'm just saying it made it a lot easier for me to watch in comparison to like, I don't know, like the ring or something or, you know, ones where right. like the suspense goes on for so it's long a little bit and more like prolonged. anything. Can yeah. Happen. Yeah. It's prolonged. Um, and I mean, they did a good job of not doing like CGI stuff and everything, but yeah. I, I, did I did find um, probably the scariest part was maybe when he's all melted and like on fire and like yeah. he's still like yeah. walking around and stuff because then that that becomes kind of like very um, like stop motiony you know oh, okay. and mm-hmm. like stop motion claymation type look and that that's a little scarier to me but I don't know I don't I'm surprised actually in when the first scene opens and it's like this like gun like shootout right. type thing I was like oh it's it's like this. You know, like I had expected it to be yeah. really different. No, that, so yeah. I, I felt comfort, comforted because it felt more like an action movie. Well, there there was actually um, something that I wrote down in my notes uh, pertaining to that. I was just yeah. like, this could very well be an interesting movie if, you know, the whole aspect of Chucky wasn't even a thing. You know, it could easily be this crime thriller drama do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's like, why that's why Catherine Hicks, you know, the 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 actress that plays the mother, that's why she wanted to do this in the first place. Because I mean, it's very out of her wheelhouse, you know. Like you you mentioned Steph that she did like Seventh Heaven, like yeah, I saw that. I saw her face. And I'm like, it's the Seventh Heaven, Mom. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything's gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, this, but is, like, this, is, this yeah. won't be scary. That's the reason why she <laughs> wanted to do this like horror movie because there was that you know, detective, like, um, aspect, like, under, underlining everything. So it was mm-hmm. a little bit more, like, believable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a, just a little bit more, like, of reality, you know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely felt 
Yeah, yeah, more like realistic, real realistic at times, <laughs> but more so than like I had expected. Like you said, where it's just like I, I just expected like this doll to be coming to life and like being really, really, really creepy. And really, it's like yeah, that this serial killer type. Per- I don't even know if he's a serial, but yeah, he's, he's the the Lakeshore, the Lakeshore Strangler. Mm-hmm. So he's a serial oh, okay, killer. Okay, so he's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has like you know, basically he he does some voodoo. <laughs> to put the, his, uh, soul his soul into a doll, like, you know, because in that opening scene, he's about to die, like, in the right. shootout, and then he's like, I know voodoo, I'm gonna put myself into this doll. Um, and then it yeah. Yeah, goes from there. I didn't expect that to be the reason, yeah, like I said, that he, that ch- the reason that Chucky comes to life was that. Yeah, and for me, too, like, every time I rewatch this film, I'm always like, oh yeah there's this voodoo thing going on too like i always forget yeah well that goes into like just the inspiration for the film so in reality like don mancini who is the original like screenwriter who you know in his in his like early 20s he came up with this idea for child's play (laughs) and at first i mean the original script that he wrote it was like heavily um like satirical in its commentary on you know, uh, modern consumerism and how, like, children are kind of the, like, they're gearing up to be the adult consumers, right? And so they're kind of, like, you know, a lot of, like, toys and stuff. Although our gear, like, marketings are geared towards the the parents, but it's, you know, primarily the children that are going to watch these advertisements and stuff on TV while they're watching their cartoons and stuff. So his original screenplay was, like, you know, that the the chucky doll or like the my the good guy buddy doll good good guy doll yeah good guy doll that you know they would have fake blood in them to kind of mimic a real person so that the um the child would be more inclined to like take care of the doll more Mm. and so andy in wanting to be more you know closer to the doll he mixed his own blood with the fake blood of the doll and that's what creates the chucky right mm-hmm. um so it was kind of supposed to be a commentary or a metaphor for like child psychology you know that like it was andy's id that was like you know killing these people you know basically people that andy really didn't like so the fact that like you know then that's when you know tom holland came into the scene david Kirshner, like and that's when they kind of um switched it up and they added the voodoo the voodoo thing i guess (laughs) which isn't terrible but like i said it just always comes out of left field yeah yeah because you really don't expect it yeah not at all but i i feel like it works Mm. i think it i think it definitely works i think like the the part where the um i don't know what he would be called but the part where the where the voodoo i guess the teacher the voodoo teacher yeah teacher john (laughs) um like when he dies yeah like it like that was like a little over the top um i guess we i can't go further without saying like i wonder if this is also playing into like the magical have you heard about this like the magical um, black mm. person trope where it's like you know like oh this person like the only black person in the in the movie can do magic and like they teach voodoo and stuff. So I wonder, that was one thing like that. I probably, you know, younger wouldn't have thought about right, it. Right. I'm not, you know, and obviously it was the eighties, so it's a very different time. But, um, but that was one thing where I was like, I like the voodoo. I like how it like 
works in the storyline overall. Um, but then that was just one little thing that I was like, ah, uh, I should probably mention that. Yeah, <laughs> so, that was one thing that yeah. I that I kind of talked about with Hector <clears throat> that it might have been kind of like a little, you know, reaching. But um, you know, the fact that like I don't think a movie like this would necessarily come out right now, especially because you know mm-hmm. we do have a serial killer that practices voodoo and he uses voodoo for evil gains, and so that basically you know paints voodooism as like a bad or evil thing which then paints you know the black community that practice voodooism as evil so again like kind of that like social commentary like is that really pc today um but you know hector kind of said how you know the fact that john you know told chucky like you're an abomination like this is not what i taught you 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 abused mm -hmm. your your teachings or yeah, no. that kind of redeems redeems John a little bit and redeems like voodoo. Oh, totally. Yeah, because yeah, another yeah. thing that we talked about too, uh, just you know, uh, going back to John, mm-hmm. um, he uh, he he later gets killed by by Chucky, and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, every time that happens, I'm like, you know, what, like, why did he have to die? And and mm-hmm. it's yeah. like one of those parts uh, that every time I rewatch it. I'm always kind of hoping that it doesn't doesn't happen. Turn out to that, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, like, what would it? But I guess the reason why is that, like, he just realizes, like, Chucky just realizes how powerful he really is. I guess, and he's kind of maybe just obsessed with killing at this point. Right, right. So mm-hmm. he's kind of just wanting to kill to kill. He seems to be sort of also like, oh, if people have seen me and know about me then I should kill them. Mm. Like kind of similar to, I guess, if like, if you've abducted someone, once you've already taken the steps to abduct someone, you know, you're probably going to kill them because you don't want them to be running around saying who you are and what you look like and stuff like that. Although nobody would believe anyone that the doll abducted them anyway. So it's like kind of, you know, but yeah, I I think there was sort of a little bit of a running thing because when the, the first person he kills as Chucky is that uh, babysitter, right? right? Or, well, the mom's best friend. Aunt Maggie, I um, think, right? Mm-hmm. Aunt Maggie, yeah, you got all the names. Like, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Aunt Maggie. Um, yeah, so she is the first person killed. And, um, like, I, I, I could swear that at one point Andy says something along the lines of, like, well, he killed her because she saw him. You know, when his little, like, very soft, like, soft-spoken voice. Oh, yeah. yeah He's like, yeah. oh, like, she like he, she got scared, and she got so scared that she fell out the window or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, and he, yeah, he, he kind of ch- changes the story sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, you know, so that that was what made me think that maybe he was, yeah, he's getting his revenge, but then also he, like, oh, well, I guess also he's probably angry that John didn't tell him that he could like that he wouldn't be able to get out of like he can save mm. his soul but he won't be able to like transfer it and it was it was kind of funny that like as John is dying he's like you can only transfer it to the first person that ever saw you alive in this new body right. and then that's why he then goes back to like actually kill this kid meanwhile otherwise he had just used the kid as a way to like escape the mm-hmm. you yeah know, escape the box or the toy yeah. you know I guess not the toy store because there was like the homeless peddler 
selling oh. him. <laughs> Wait, well, I mean, yeah, because he used Andy to get to the to his partner that we see in one of the first scenes. Yes. Because I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, because I think he realizes, like, hey, I'm a doll. Like, if I just go around like walking everywhere and like killing people, like I'm gonna be seen. So he uses Andy as kind of like not a conduit, but like just a means to travel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't kind of stick yeah. out like a sore thumb. Yeah, like, he would. like uh, the Ninja Turtles would actually put on like a big overcoat and a big hat, oh, and they're yeah. able to go oh, out yeah. into the into the city but yeah, yeah Chucky... Chucky's over <laughs> yeah. Chucky can't necessarily do that yeah no no he can't yeah he's a little too doll like <laughs> doll looking um but that was another thing um Bianca that you looked into too that the that because this was a supposed to be like a um commentary on consumerism that some of it was also inspired by like the cabbage patch doll craze yeah. and like Right, so the Cabbage Patch dolls, like the where you could actually like get a physical doll of the Cabbage Patch Kids, so that came out or started kind of coming into the scene in 1982. And I mean, as we know, like this movie came out in '88, so this was kind of like feeding off of that, where you know, um, like parents would go and literally fight to the death to get these like Cabbage Patch Kid dolls. <laughs> and so I guess Mancini was like okay, so we're willing to kind of, like, kill each other almost to, like, get this yeah. doll. What if the doll killed us is, like, kind Yeah, because I remember yeah. <laughs> the craze about, uh, what is it, that little red uh, from Sesame Street? Um, Sesame Street? Oh, Elmo. Elmo, Elmo. yeah. I remember yeah. when that craze was <laughs> Oh, I had crazy. one. I think I had one. You had a Tickle Me Elmo? Yeah, well, because it, it didn't look like a doll to me because um, it was, like, furry. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the Cabbage Patch Kid dolls were the inspiration. Um, you know, the uh, the My Buddy dolls also played a role like in like how Chucky oh, yeah. looked, like as far as like his facial features and things like that. Um, and then the Twilight Zone episode, I don't know, you said that you had watched it, right? Um, it's called The Living Doll. Yeah, it came out in 1963. That one, Talking Tina. That one came. <laughs> that, one, that one was so freaky to me. I, I actually I watched that too last night, and I found that a little freakier than Chucky than the Chucky movie. Did you watch right? it before um, or after? After. Oh, after. Yeah, so oh, okay, maybe that's cool. why. Yeah, maybe. And I don't. You know, it's kind of like all these things. You know, as far as like the media portrayal of like, un, like inanimate objects taking form. Um, I mean, it's playing on our fear of of you know what if what if like dolls or things that you know whenever we look away they come to life you know i was like thinking about the toy story franchise of course that's like a little bit lighter Mm -hmm. tone and um and i mean not to mention (laughs) except in sid's room exactly i was like not to mention like i mean the owner of the dolls is like his name is also andy so i was like oh kind of freaky um but yeah in my research too on the inspiration um I found that like the Dollhouse Murders novels, um, that also was, or I think it's one novel, right? Yeah, it's just one novel. Or from what I re- recall, it was one novel. But yeah, what did you find out? I couldn't find anything else. When you mentioned that, I was like, oh, let me look it up. And then I, I couldn't find anything else about its inspiration. I mean, I know, I think it's just kind of like at the at the very like surface level, you know, it's just like the dolls coming to life and they like murder the, the owner. Um, and I think on a very surface level, I think that's kind of what inspired it, but I'm not too sure if like John Mancini, you know, got that, like read that novel and then, you know, I'm not too sure. 
Um, the only thing I could find was that, you know, Don Mancini's dad kind of worked in marketing and he was just interested in the marketing of like children and things like that. Um, or, you know, marketing towards children. So, you know, and now, I mean, we have, we have modern day, I guess, kind of like, I wouldn't say reimaginings of, of child's play, but just again, like, like contemporary versions of what this might look like, like Annabelle, you know, which is mm-hmm. freaky to me. But of course, that's that's a <laughs> demon, you know, like possessing uh, a dog, right, which is right. like way different than like a serial killer, <laughs> like way different like circumstances. I feel like way way freakier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. When you were when I was thinking about other movies that it kind of reminds me of is I've I haven't seen it the whole way through, but this movie called The Boy. Have you heard oh about that yeah, one? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I haven't seen that one either. I think they even came out with the part two recently. Yeah, I've seen the first one, but not the second one. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's called The Boys Part Two. (laughs) (laughs) Part two is called The Boys. The Boys. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I believed you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I, uh, you know, I was, I saw the first, like, maybe... 30 minutes of it or so and and the thing about it that 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 one I found is so freaky which is I think what I thought Chucky would be more like is basically it's about this woman who like is a babysitter and this couple hire her to babysit their their infant right and so then they leave they're like okay the infant's in here or whatever and then they go and then she like goes in and she's like this is a doll <laughs> yeah. you know and then literally like it's like a very like lifelike looking infant doll but basically she's like sees the you know the parents come back and the mom is like you know like cuddling him and like burping him and she's like it's just a doll like what the fuck and you know and so i would have actually have like loved if I, i'm sure i think at some point he comes to life or something i have no idea I think it would have been kind of awesome if he just, like, never comes to life. And the entire time, it's just this, like, it's really about the couple being, oh, like, right. re- having this, like, shared psychosis that they have, like, this, like, child yeah. that's not real. And the only, and the babysitter sees this. And so anyway, but uh, that's just, that's my creative mind going. But, but yeah, like, it was, you know, there is something about dolls, <laughs> basically. Yeah. There's something about the the dolls that get us scared. Well, going back to, to uh the boy it's actually like it's interesting because the the twist at the end so sorry spoilers but um the (laughs) twist at the end is actually that the the doll is just a doll and they have their like older son in that lives in the walls and he's the one that moves the doll and he like moves it around the house okay so i don't need to see it anymore yeah you basically don't (laughs) (laughs) that's the entire movie Throughout this conversation, I'm like, maybe I'll watch it in a few days. No, but it's really cool. I find it interesting. Yeah. I mean, who's I'm, the who's the actress that comes out in it? Oh, uh, I know, I don't know her name, but she definitely she comes out as Maggie in The Walking Dead. Okay, okay. And that's who that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I might want to watch that then too, because that I'm like, okay, I can I can deal with the the brother being like the re you know like i like that still real aspect of it and then it's kind of like yeah someone in the walls or whatever it's still like playing on that fear of dolls Mm -hmm. yeah and like the sphere has definitely been around for a while i think um and i i did like a little bit of research into like why we are afraid of dolls um i mean i think like this is sort of stuff people might have already heard but one of the biggest factors is that it's got like the uncanny valley phenomenon thing going on where uncanny valley is basically 
basically the more and more something starts to look like a human oh. but but not being human like it there's a certain point where we're like yeah like oh yeah i love that this like cat has this gives this like you know has this personality in its eyes that make it look like a person like or this or that or like oh i love this like cartoon character you know like this they're so like you know well made and well drawn and stuff but then like you know if you have like a robot like the more and more that it actually like looks like a person and not r2d2 or something <laughs> like the less like cutesy we find it and the more like creeped out we get um because it's not functioning like even though it looks like a person it's not functioning like a person it's not like moving like a person right. um it's or there's something just a little off um so there's that. And then also the fact that kind of like what I was saying earlier, too, where like I didn't know about the Chucky movies except for like the jacket mm -hmm. and then like people talking about it. And there is a huge factor of the fact that like it's just a cultural thing that like everyone talks about. Oh, my God. Dolls are so creepy. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, the, oh, those porcelain dolls that your grandma has. Aren't you afraid they're <laughs> yeah. going to come alive at night and kill you? Like, it's just like a like constant... it's like, an, uh, like a universal fear. I guess. It's a universal fear. Yeah, yeah, like, so sort of, like, by cultural osmosis, we start to, like, associate certain types of dolls, the way the way that certain types of dolls look with, like, you know, horror rather than, like, feeling <laughs> maternal toward them or something. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I had dolls growing up. Like, I, at the same time, I was definitely, at a certain point, I was afraid of them. I was afraid of the porcelain looking ones. Oh, those ones. are really freaky. Because mm -hmm. those also look the most like like little humans. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they look like what these little girls would look like, like in old like pictures, you know, Victorian yeah. pictures or yeah. something. Um, but I remember like one time I came home from school uh, and, you know, I was like doing my homework or whatever. And I went up into my room and I saw there was just like this porcelain doll like sitting on on top of my like windowsill oh, yeah. and i was like <laughs> who the fuck put that there and then my mom had put it there and she did not intend for it to scare me she was like look i got you this nice doll with like this cur like brown curly hair and like you know she's in this like victorian dress and then i'm just like oh my god i can't and you know and so then that night i like went i didn't i felt bad you know like i didn't want to tell her i didn't <laughs> like it so i was like great and then, like, I went to bed and, like, had had dreams oh, that the no. doll had, like, come to life and, like, was in my closet. Because I had this, like, I had a walk-in closet that, like, had a light. And so, like, in the dream, it was, like, this door that, uh, you know, that, that you could see the light coming through under it. And you could see the little feet, mm, like, oh moving my God. around. <laughs> I was like, I cannot. <laughs> and so then the next day I told my mom, like, I don't want... I, I can't have the doll in my room and she so she took it out and I felt so bad but it was just like I can't um but yet like I loved American Girl dolls and stuff because I think they look they don't look human enough mm -hmm. they still look kind of a little bit like at least to me right, I don't know right. I think my, my boyfriend is like totally afraid of American Girl dolls though but I I, I was fine with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's actually, there's a, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I hadn't thought of it before, but there's actually, like, a small island in Mexico, and it's, like, a bunch of dolls. Like, a man just, like, decided to go out there, and he started collecting these dolls, <laughs> and it's a very small island, and it's thought to be, like, all the dolls are haunted by, like, like spirits and so you can go out there like like a big long boat like it's all painted and stuff like you can like go out there and like and like it'll take you to the island 
And like the man that like lived there, he ended up dying. And so he has like, he has like a little shed where he used to stay. And like all the dolls that are in that shed were his like favorite, like quote unquote. Oh, wow. And so, um, (laughs) so I've watched like ghost adventure episodes where like they go and they like explore and like there was one episode where the doll moved its head on its own, and I was like, Mm-mm, "Nope, can't deal with that." Nope. What? <laughs> Give me out of here! Take me Give to the me island out of the pigs. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd rather go to the pigs. The pig <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, something I, I wanted to bring up, but um, I assume both of you have watched the Poltergeist. Yeah. But there's also that scene with, and, and it's not necessarily a porcelain doll or whatever, but mm. it's like this little clown doll. And to me, oh, that always yeah. freaked me out. Um, the little kid actually throws like a, a large hat or, or something onto the face of oh, because he the gets clown. scared of it. Yeah, it's like a clown doll, and um, and it has these little bells at the end of its yeah, hat, so it I like remember. gets up and like and it moves, it around runs around and stuff. And stuff. Oh. Yeah. Oh no, God, I cannot. I don't remember that from Polter. I watched that a very long time ago, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I remember the Indian burial ground. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't fuck with Indian burial grounds. Like, everyone knows <laughs> that. Everyone knows that. Right. Even, even on the wind, it was Indian Yeah, that's what they shouldn't mm-hmm, be taking that. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> but you said that, like, because speaking of stop motion, because you mentioned it a little bit before, um, like, Hector showed me a little snippet of a movie. I forget what it's called. It's just called Dolls. It, oh, it actually okay. came out a year before Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 1987. Um, but instead of, you know, uh, child's play was just about one particular doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, dolls was, I mean, multiple, yeah, it was multiple, hence, <laughs> multiple hence dolls. the word. It's not just <laughs> doll. Um, Plural. you know, and it's, it's, um, that one's more about, uh, once mm. th- there's these, this older couple that once they, um, have their victims killed, they convert them into little dolls. So their house is full of like them filled with them yeah mm-hmm. so underneath like the porcelain or underneath the cotton or whatever the doll is made of is like the actual body of like the person like the decomposing body yeah <laughs> oh, God. yeah it's so oh, that's, freaky it's, that's pretty it's brilliant a super actually. Fun but watch. yeah it's all stop motion so it's all like all the little dolls oh, so it's really freaky yeah yeah uh but also in my little like research that i saw that i did on um the fear of dolls like i i came across this like random cora thread where or i don't know if you like i do i do tons of like random google searches and it's kind of like a reddit thread but it's like cora it's called cora where basically people like ask questions and then all these random people answer and sometimes it's an expert and sometimes it's a random Mm -hmm. person and so there was this like kind of random person who answered like this question on cora which was like why are we afraid of dolls and this this woman answers and she's like, I'm a doll maker. Oh <laughs> and I she's like, I get so sad when people look upon my dolls and with horror and disgust. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, I can't tell if I'm like afraid of her or feel like really bad for her that nobody appreciates her art. Man, <laughs> I know. That's that's true though. Like the like, you know, there are well, people. Why can't she shops. make puppies or something? Just make stuffed animals. Well, then she went on. She went on to be like, I think that it's because people are afraid of other people. 
And, like, she's, like, and, you know, like, people who are not afraid of others are, like, they'll see a doll and they'll want to nurture it and, like, be kind to it. And somebody who, like, hates other humans are, like, no, you're, like, I don't like this. Like, I don't like things that look like me or something My fear is that, like, it's going to get up and run over and bite me in the ankles or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly what, what Chucky did to the mom. And, she like bit, and then she, she had little like bite marks. She, she must, there should be a drinking game. Every time the mom gets bit, you take a shot. <laughs> That's true. She gets she gets bit like three times or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that actually looked kind of real though too. Like like you know if you look like I, the part where she shows the detective her bite, she's like, look, I tell you, a doll did this to me, and he's like, ah oh, yeah yeah lady. But like you look at it, and I'm like. Oh, you know, I'm sure it's, I know it's, I mean, I'm sure. It, it looks oh, yeah. very but real. It yeah. very real. It looked pretty real. Yeah. So it was, um, it was interesting. I mean, and Chucky, like I said, like he didn't, like he looked, he didn't look real and yet he did in a way. Like, you know, there were times where you could definitely tell that he was very, like he was being played by like either a child or like, you know, an actor. Then there were times where he was just like kind of, kind of more like a puppet. So I don't know if like how it how it compares to the visuals at the right. time i mean because i think it was a super innovative you know feat at the time because you know it was like a combination of like radio controlled like animatronics and then also you know like short stature actors and also i think i uh i saw that the the actor that plays andy um his little sister like played Chucky for a little a bit of the scene <laughs> just to get that like wow. yeah the reality that. like the to get that realistic like whenever he w- runs or walks or whatever and those are the parts that give me like goosebumps yeah, too that's you true. know yeah that was actually the part that got me was it was sort of like before before we really see him um cuz i think for me like once i see the monster i'm like a little less likely to be freaked out mm. like even when i saw the first the new it movie i was like oh my god so scary so scary and then like you know when it was like his full view of like doing his little dance and stuff i was like it's creepy <laughs> but dance. not as creepy as like mm-hmm. <laughs> his dance um but yeah so i remember that yeah that part in the beginning when when the mom's best friend is like sitting on the couch and then you just see something go running Ooh. by in the back in yeah. the hallway um so that was that was Andy's sister. And yeah, I even yeah. made a comment. Remember, I was like, "You looked much taller mm-hmm. than you yeah. know than what we were seeing." I mean, even the even the scene where um, you know Chucky comes for for Andy after Andy um, leaves the like the psych facility or whatever, um, and he comes down the chimney. Chucky does. Like at that point, they had to kind of rearrange the like the ratio as far as like how tall Chucky is compared to the compared the ratio to how Chucky looked like as a doll and um they had to make it a little like the proportions a little bit different so that they could use a short stature person mm-hmm. um and it would look like he would still look mm-hmm. smaller right even though he's actually taller a little bit taller but um I thought that was really interesting and just also like i mean i'm sure i know like doing my research it took a lot of hours to just get like the puppeteers and like the people that were in control of the the radios that would control chucky mm-hmm. um like a lot of the times like it was hard to like do scenes um 
like at one point you can even see like the puppeteer's hand mm -hmm. <laughs> like coming out in one of the scenes and i just you know oh i didn't i didn't notice that yeah i really had to look because you know and i think uh that's why the movie you know even how we kind of touched up on it again mm -hmm. last night revisited it you know it still still works at least for me you know yeah. there's there's not a point to where I'm like, oh my god, that looks so bad. No, that um, looks so good. Yeah. You know, I I just feel like it it's it has stood the test of time, um, mm -hmm. and and you know just from what Bianca is saying, all this work that went into it, I mean, you could just tell. You yeah, know? I think it was like nine puppeteers that worked that worked on it, um, and just to to facilitate all of those people, you know. Mm -hmm. To be a puppeteer. I wonder <laughs> to be the puppeteer of Chucky. On our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> we will interview yeah. the, the nine puppeteers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be actually kind of cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, so leading into just, you know, like coming off from like the visual effects aspects of like how Chucky was so realistic. Um, I mean, they wanted to also get a voice that would kind of like accompany that and like um, just like have a really good relationship with the two so it could be a little bit more realistic because I mean I feel like if they kept if they kept that like doll-like voice where it still sounded like a child it would be kind of freakier but you know a little comedic a little comedic yeah but speaking of I mean so at first run through they had Jessica Walter as the voice of Chucky who if you're not familiar with Jessica Walter she was she came out in like Arrested Development she came out in um Oh, Archer. She came out as a voice in Archer. So she's kind of like in very like comedic like roles, right? Um, but whenever they first like, you know, it was already done. Like the movie was already done with Jessica Walter's voice. And um, it, I think the runtime at first was like two hours or something, mm -hmm. like a little bit over two hours. And um, they showed it to an initial audience. And the audience was like, wait, no, this is really funny, actually. Like the voice of... <laughs> you know Jessica Walter and stuff mm. um and so they actually ended up changing it to Brad Dorif who ends up you know becoming the voice of Chucky he was always going to be the human Charles Lee Ray like that's who he was gonna play mm -hmm. but Tom Holland was like hey let's see how you'll be with like being the voice of Chucky so they ended up just like running with it mm -hmm. and then Jessica Walter just played the the little voice the random voices. Um, no, Jessica Walter was completely scrapped. <laughs> yeah, completely like, removed. Oh, yeah. Really? Um, yeah, and then not even like the I'm, I'm whatever. I'm your friend. No, wow. mm, that one is um, he. That one is Eden Gross, and so he's actually he was the voice of like the good guy doll, like that, like the little kid doll, um, and he was actually the real life voice of Playmates doll, which the name was Corky. Um, and so, which that <laughs> real life doll was another inspiration for the film. So I guess they were just like, hey, let's make it even more realistic and keep the same, like, voice right, of the right. dolls that we would see on the shelf at our stores. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I actually do have to say I really love that Chucky can sort of go from the, you know, the, I'm your friend, play with me, like, sort of doll voice to then being like, Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I think that, yeah, that was so funny. Are you, I think he calls someone a slut at one point. Like, yeah. Just like, what? No. 
Well, you know, like um, when we were watching it last night, and you know, and, and that line comes up, you know, the oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> like, didn't Freddy Krueger already like make that oh, his thing? You yeah. know, oh. calling everybody, you know, a bitch and all this stuff. <laughs> it's like that was his thing. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> now, checking Jimmy. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I did not know that about Freddy Krueger. Just because also, like I said, I haven't seen any of those movies, the Jason and Freddy Krueger movies. and stuff. So we'll, we'll have to be doing a deep dive. Yeah, into yeah. the slasher. Honestly, um, out of all the franchises, um, I, to me, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise is, is my, my favorite out of, mm. you know, the Friday the 13th, the Halloweens and stuff like that <clears> because... <throat> The creativity that goes behind um, all of the movies are insane. Um, uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you said you haven't seen any of them, or no? Yeah, because that this was an. It was another similar to Chucky phenomenon where I like saw the jackets and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. One day, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, because mainly uh, there's a lot of dreamlike sequences that mm-hmm. that take place in the movies because um, he. That's when he attacks his victims is when he's uh in their dreams, in their dreams. so right. because of that as you know uh because of that yeah um there's all these really really strange and dark things that happen so um and a lot of it is just pure you know 80s um practical effects which i'm a huge fan of so i think that's why like I lean more towards this uh, franchise as mm. being my favorite. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you on again for that one. Because <laughs> I, I can't, I can't feel like we can't do a horror podcast without, like we couldn't do it without the Chucky movie, or at least the first one, and right. we couldn't do it do without the other ones. <laughs> you know, in, in comparison with um, the Friday the 13th franchise, I mean, uh, there's a lot of fun stuff that goes on. A lot right. of, you know, um, a lot of the killings are, are more of the highlighted kind of stuff for it. You know, but I, I feel you can only go so far. It's like, okay, this masked murderer is just killing a whole bunch of horny, t- you know, teenagers <laughs> as opposed to, you know, um, something that's more dreamlike. I mean, because y- you can do anything. Yeah. You know, and you uh, can't escape your yeah, dreams you, either. Yeah, you can't escape your dreams. And, like, um, mm. you know, even the dreams that we have on a night to night basis, yeah. um, they, they, it can go from one thing to another drastically so mm-hmm. there's there's almost no rules um yeah there's like yeah. no boundaries at all mm-hmm. and i think too like i mean ch- like child's play coming in the late 80s i mean this is after like all the other slasher movies have like mm-hmm. what like friday the 13th was already what on its like fifth installment seventh installment mm-hmm. like um oh, wow. halloween was already like on its fourth or something like that so there was like some sort there was probably like this sort of like fatigue happening mm-hmm. in like horror movie or like the you know the horror world. So like child's play coming out of left field like that and mm-hmm. like just completely creating another world and like I think it like created the perfect environment for child's play to get the following that it got, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and I feel like uh you know for me personally the the style of, of horror movies that I enjoy the most are the ones that make you fear something. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with Jaws. After I saw that mm-hmm. as a kid, never wanted to go to the beach again. <laughs> I mean, of course, I, <laughs> never I you know. Never wanted to take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, never wanted to get back into the water after seeing Jaws. Um, you know, with uh, the Friday the 13th franchise, 
you can't go camping without thinking that there's yeah. somebody lurking around every tree. Um, again, going back to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, as as a kid, like I feared going to sleep because mm-hmm. he would come and get me. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the uh, the same um, formula is with Child's Play. It's like, you know, this fear of dolls and, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's why it just works so well, especially when there was already so much competition um you know, in the in the mid to late '80s, yeah, with horror films, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely became really iconic. Like, I mean, g- given, I mean, that's one of the main reasons why I was like, oh, we should have our second, you know, episode be Child's Play, and you know, not not even Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street, just because like Child's Play is one of those things where people have such polar reactions, polar opposite reactions to it, where some people are like, oh my God, I could never, ever watch that, but they know it. And yeah. then there's other people who are like, oh, I love it, you know. Um, and it is definitely one of the most well-known movies yeah. from the 80s, for sure. Yeah, and I think having, like, Brad Dorif play the voice of Chucky and him being such, like, a, I don't know, like, just his voice has this, like, we, like this character to it to where it kind of, like, jumps, like, it jumps out of... like of the screen even if we don't see him like you know his like human body we see him in the in the doll right but Mm -hmm. like his voice just like has i don't know it has this like southern drawl to it that's also kind of creepy for (laughs) some like strange reason sexy creepy southern (laughs) like am i do i bianca's into it bianca's (laughs) (laughs) i'm so into it perhaps um but yeah just talking about brad dorif i mean he comes out in some pretty prominent things in the scene no yeah some of my um with some of the the movies and shows that i'm into specifically x files um Mm -hmm. i believe it's uh season one episode 13 Mm -hmm. um where and and i looked this up yeah like i i knew it was in season one but you know i I looked it up um and it's 13 (laughs) yeah um yeah but he plays a very similar role to the one that he played in Exorcist 3 um, as well um, to where he's, you know, um, again, like a killer um, just kind of at the edge of his mind, you know, almost yeah. like possessed. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just like, I, I, I feel like there's uh, a handful of actors, actresses that just their, their voice alone can, yeah. you know, um, move you you know when you know you don't even have to see them yeah you know much like in in you know like what yeah bianca said you know him just being the voice of chucky is just frightful enough yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so he also had a uh, a small role in alien resurrection um mm-hmm. it, it it's just it, and it feels more like um uh you know it wasn't a big role at all and it was more like He's such a great actor, and he has this great voice that they just want him in the film. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's it's mm-hmm. almost like a like a like a, what's it called like a 
not like an Easter egg, but like a oh, like because he plays other yeah, because he so plays other so like sinister people will roles see him and, and be like oh, like I rem- I remember him from like this role, so it's gonna mm-hmm. like add to the creepiness mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. like smaller role. Yeah, we saw a little <laughs> like a little snippet of the Alien Resurrection. <laughs> and he, like, like Hector showed me this one part where like the like this alien that is kind of like a hybrid of the alien and a human, so it looks fucking freaky. Um, he like <laughs> uncanny valley. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he um, the alien like goes for Brad Dorif's character's like his head, and it like bites into his head, and like Brad Dorif, oh, he's he's just like. like like this alien is biting into your brain and you don't like scream out in horror like (laughs) i can picture that because he kind of does that when he like dies in the beginning of chucky too he's just like Right. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. What does he say at the end? He's like, I mean, he says, "I'm dying." To he's kind of over like Shakespearean death, where it's like, "Oh, I'm dying." But um, but then he at the end he just goes like, eh. "Exactly." <laughs> I think I maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, also just like thinking about you know just like the cinematography of Chucky, right? Because we talked about the visual effects, like as far as like Chucky like Chucky's body and just the mm-hmm. voice of, of him. But um, I mean, just the, the cinematography in the film is the most unsettling to me. Um, so, you know, Hector brought up Jaws. And so I think that's like a perfect thing to kind of bring about because the director of cinematography is Bill Butler, who was also the director of cinematography in Jaws. <laughs> and like, oh. just like talking about like, I mean, if you think back, like you've seen Jaws, right, Steph? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and have been on the ride, the Jaws ride at Universal. No yes, way. it is so awesome. I'm glad you yeah. know I'm, I'm meeting somebody else who has done that. You've done yeah. that too. Oh, and you were. Yeah, it's at Universal Studios, right? See, I wasn't old enough. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wasn't even thought of, right? One of yeah. these summers. Oh, you weren't even a sparkle. I wasn't a thing. She was still on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> still on the bench. <laughs> well, we gotta go. We'll go. To, we'll go one day, Bianca. Yes. We'll go because I want to go again. And then I'll get a little button that says first visit. or first time or something like that um but yeah so so bill butler is really like i mean his thing is like soft colors like um like soft lighting very like warm um Mm -hmm. like atmosphere and i mean just thinking about so that that just got me i mean it reminded me of this idea um in gothic literature called like the sublime where you know kind of these good feelings right these like positive feelings are mixed with evil or or bad feelings and it creates like another thing that's even Mm -hmm. more so it's just like higher level than good or bad um and so that's what i thought of in terms of like child's play right we have warm colors it's very like dreamlike right the the first time we see andy he's like making like his mom like a meal and he's like you know <laughs> very messily too <laughs> like messy yeah like cereal for the homies <laughs> yeah also because <laughs> oh so it's like, it's going everywhere so much yeah. sugar oh my god oh my god um but yeah so it's like we're like oh, okay this is gonna be a, a like a happy movie but like then not a couple of scenes later like i mean 
we're like, okay, it's, it's a slasher movie, right? So it's like the, this good and bad thing mixing together to make an even more uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, like uncanny, like uneasy um, feeling where like, wait, but it's such warm colors. Like, why do I feel so uncomfortable? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I made a comment that um, it reminded me of 70s, mm-hmm. you know, like 70s films, 70s horror. Um, it has that, you know, uh, stale kind of pastel look like yeah, um, they're grainy too. Rosemary's Baby, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The Brood, if you've ever seen mm. The Brood. Um, I so, I, you know, it, it's not it's not like the, the typical um, horror filter preset or whatever right. you want to call it. Like, like super dark. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The Instagram filter. <laughs> <laughs> Black and white. You know, now that you're saying that, that makes that might actually have contributed to why I felt more comfortable. Oh, interesting. So you're comfortable in this sublime stuff. Well, I'm, I'm more comfortable with this. Yeah, well, She's got her feet up. <laughs> yeah, the, the I'm just like got my wine, <laughs> swirling it around. Um, yeah, because there is something about the warm colors. That, I mean, it's not that it uh, wasn't unsettling necessarily, but... Um, but it makes more sense than why from the get-go I was like, oh, it's like this. Because I, you know, I'm used to, like, those, like, darker colors or the more, like, washed, you know, um, like, not black and white, really, but noir-type right. colors mm-hmm. where it, you know, you sort of, like, anything can be at any corner, around any corner. Whereas this, you feel like, I mean actually one of the things that was the most unsettling was just like how big that freaking apartment is and i'm just like how do you afford this yeah, yeah. Like how you, can you uh, not afford a chucky dog <laughs> yeah for this, this like yeah, yeah so in comparison to uh because we also you know mm-hmm. we're like what the hell we'll just watch the reboot bad, or the reimagining or whatever <laughs> and it's 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 the complete opposite mm-hmm. um uh-huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's very grimy. Yeah, it's very um, kind of like um, neo-noir, kind of like, yeah. you know, very dark colors. Uh, it was just anytime uh, Chucky would, you know, start to lash out, all of a sudden there'd be like this dark red light in the background. Just Yeah, and very obvious. Yeah, it was, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like somebody flicked the switch and it's like, okay, like now, you know, I'm supposed to recognize... He's in evil mode right now, you yeah. know. Um, so I found that very strange. But um, I, mm. going back to what we were talking about, I just, I love uh, just the way the, the movie is represented. Yeah. And the way that it looks. Because I think, Steph, I think you're on the right, like in the right vein, right? Where like maybe it is where it's trying to get you comfortable enough to be like, oh, okay, yeah. like I'm fine with this. This doesn't seem too scary. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as something scary happens or like a you know a jump scare or whatever you're even that much more scared of it because you were so uncomfortable or like you were so comfortable before yeah mm-hmm. right that's true i mean that's, yeah i think mm-hmm. yeah go ahead no i was, well, I was gonna say i mean that's why a lot of the times in horror movies especially like modern ones we get like a like a some type of like joke or some sort of like comedic factor like a relief right like right before we there's gonna be mm-hmm. like a scary thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, or there's, like, the fact, of, like, with mid Midsummer, where it's, like, oh, we're just, exactly, we're gonna have horror yes. taking place in the day, mm-hmm. with, like, all these bright colors, and, like, but it, I think for me, 
because I look away so much from most, like, typical horror movies, it made it, like, and this happened with Child's Play, is that it made it easier, It like, I, I, I could watch the whole time, and, like, I wasn't turning away. And it was the same with Midsommar, where I, like, didn't want to, to take my eyes off the screen. Um, mm. And with Chucky, same thing. Like, I didn't want, I, I wasn't like, oh my god, when is this going to be over? You know, in the sense of, like, not because it's, like, so, you know, like, not because I'm... Um, not liking it necessarily with other movies that I feel that way about, but because they're, it just makes me, they'll make me so uncomfortable to the point where I'm just like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm done now, you know, and Chucky <sighs> didn't feel that way. Like I was like, okay, I could sit here and watch this, you know? Yeah. So that, that probably adds to it, you know, not, we're like coming into like all the psychology of like yeah. the colors and the, like it, I mean, cause I'm sure, now. yeah, I'm sure it's some sort of like subconscious thing that happens in our mind where as soon as we see warm, we see warm colors, like, we're just automatically, like, there's some type of solace that happens in our mind. So, like, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the you know, Bill Butler is definitely, like, playing on that. And, like, okay, like, yeah, you're going to have some solace now, but, like, later? <laughs> <laughs> just watch out. Later? No. Um, but I wanted to, like, when I was doing, like, research on, on uh, Child's Play, I also came up with just, like, you know, like, any other, like, horror movie coming out in the 80s, especially one dealing with, like, consumerism like this especially one with like a child actor and like dealing with like a children's doll like obviously Mm. parents are gonna like come into the picture and not approve of it so like at first you know there were a lot of like protests that were um organized by parents at the time like wanting the film to be banned and in a lot of um even today, I think in some towns or some cities, like, they won't put it on, or at least when we had, like, Blockbuster and that kind of thing, they wouldn't put it on the shelves. Um, so it came to, to even, like, that point, right? Um, so that little kids like me wouldn't be, like, <laughs> looking at the jacket. Wait, but didn't you, did you say, no, your parents allowed you to, like, um, to yeah, watch Yeah, they her. weren't, yeah, they were, they're pretty, I think I've joked about this, like, they're pretty conservative politically, but when it came to, like, movies and books they're like whatever we don't know how to use the parental controls so (laughs) well that's like in the reboot that's actually what makes uh uh chucky so evil is because he's um he's watching um you know andy and his friends watch uh texas chainsaw massacre part two Mm -hmm. And uh, the way that it's edited, it's like they're just watching all the kill scenes. Um, and it's, I, I thought that was kind of strange. But um, that's actually why he, um, or in the reboot again, that he becomes so evil. Yeah. So again, like that commentary, like, okay, like, but these are what our kids are watching. Like, is that what's making them? killers or whatever you know what mm-hmm. I mean and that's what these parents at the you know at the time when child's play the, the original came out that's what they believed right they thought that the violence in the movie would incite violence in their children in reality mm-hmm. um so I don't know I mean I mean Hector like he watches horror movies like crazy and has watched them like since when since you were like a teenager no and he's no killer yeah, maybe yeah, since no. I was like <laughs> nine or ten. That you know. Oh, no, yeah. I know, right? Yeah. He is a Scorpio no. after all, so. Yeah. Um, the, the passion. Scorpio. No, and uh, slightly <laughs> off topic, but like, um, you know, when I'm watching horror movies with my fiance and like, you know, this guy's 
getting his head cut off with a butter knife or something like that. Butter knife. It actually, it actually takes up half of the movie from his head getting cut off. Just kidding. Um, you know, and I'm just like, you know, eyes glued to the TV and she's having to turn away. But then if, if there's blood like in front of me, I, I, I can't like, I almost want to like vomit or, you know, I'll run out of the room. Like I just, I can't see anything like that. You can see it on the screen. I can see it on the screen. Um, you know, if, cause you know, it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. And coworkers, you know, that have accidentally cut themselves, you know, from like, yeah. Like I'm just like, uh, I I can't like, yeah. (laughs) Well, actually that's funny. You guys bring this up. Cause I, this is something that I feel really strongly about is just like, I I feel like most kids and also I think so all, there's tons of studies at this point that have been done where like, this is especially involving like violent video games, but it sort of right. also extends to like violent movies and violent books or books that, in, you know, anything taboo is that basically most people that, you know, most people that are actually interested in doing those things, you know, it's not about like them having a, messed up psychology or whatever it's just like it's as it's an aspect of entertainment mm-hmm. um and if anything um yeah the people that do take it to the next level are people that already were at least had the programming to be a little messed up like like i'm thinking even with slender man right, right. like right. no like nobody really understands like the slender man i mean there's stuff online and stuff but it's not like there was like a movie that people were watching or a game they were playing and yet it still moved like this one girl to like try to stab her or to get her other friends to like try and stab their friend. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, she already probably had, you know, uh, you know, some aspect of psychosis occurring or like the, the penchant, the, the, you know, the biology toward that. Um, And then also actually over time, like today, like violent crime relatively is like so low compared to over the last few centuries or, or decades even. And I think one of those reasons is because the youths <laughs> are like spending a lot of their like pent up energy on things like video games right. and like watching movies and stuff instead of like being out on the streets, you know, making trouble, which can lead to violence, even if they're not really violent people by nature. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my spiel well, yeah. about like violent stuff is that it, it keeps people entertained and, being interested in it doesn't mean yeah. anything I mean, bad about and that's you, exactly, basically. That's exactly what Tom Holland said about about oh, Child's really? Play. Yeah, he was basically like, oh, well, if like the audience that is watching a horror movie is already unbalanced to begin with, then like they're going to be violent in real life. And, I mean, he said that in defense of the film Child's Play 3, um, because that was cited to be an inspiration for a couple of murders in the UK, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, some perpetrator just made a victim, like, listen to recordings of the catchphrase, like, I'm Chucky, wanna play, and then obviously did oh something gosh. violent to a 16-year-old girl. And, um, and of course, Tom Holland and all the people on Child's Play, on Child's Play's team, you know, of course, they shared sympathy with um, the murders and things like that. Like, obviously, they didn't agree with it. But in the end, like, they were like, it's not our movie that did this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, it's the same thing with, like, Catcher and the Rat, right? Like, there have been, I think, two people now that, over the years, that, like, cited Catcher in the Rye as, like, the reason that they Oh, really? Murdered. I did not know that. Yeah, well, it was, uh, I mean, most famously, 
uh, oh, and now I'm like, I feel like I'm butchering it, but the person <laughs> that killed um, John Lennon, I forget his name, but he, <laughs> this is like, people are listening, they're probably like, hitting their face, like, why don't you remember the name of this guy? But yeah, like, he was one, and then there's somebody else, I think. And it's like, you know, at a certain point, whatever is the cultural, like, zeitgeist or touchstone can be used for that. So, like, you know, maybe it's not because, like, Catcher in the Rye is so awful that it made somebody kill John Lennon, but it's like, oh, well, every high school teaches it. Like, you're bound to get somebody who's uh, unhinged when it's and then when mm-hmm. it's that widespread you might as well like either they're, they're gonna find something and so it, it just happens to be one thing that like yeah. is around you know um so that's yeah another reason but yeah i'm glad me and tom holland are simpatico <laughs> <laughs> you and tom holland buddy buddy and just for the record it's not tom holland from the spider yeah. um universe <laughs> Because there was a lot of people that were confused about that it. We um, that we know of. I know, right? <laughs> they were confused He's a man about of many talents. <laughs> He's behind us. <laughs> um, but I mean, just like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's always been the, like, stigma of horror movies, like, throughout the years. That they're just always, like, they're going to be the face, the face of violence. And I mean, like, just, that's why, like, sometimes I am afraid to tell people, like, that I love horror so much. Cause then they're going to paint me in that same light. We're like, oh, well, she's, like, fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's messed up or, like, whatever. But then well, whenever you, you meet yeah, me, you Yeah, I mean, like, there's, no. there's a lot of uh, thought-provoking horror films out there, you yeah, know, as yeah. well. It's yeah. not just, you know, just, you know, a, a slasher, um, you know, fetish or yeah. something. No, that no, no, no. It's definitely, like... You have to be into. I or, mean, that's what, that's what the horror, like, that's what the horror genre is right it's like this is why i'm passionate about it is because okay sure it is like let's say about like child's play is a slasher movie but underneath it all it's about consumerism Mm -hmm. right like there's always something that's like like of the times right like child's play came out or like originated was birthed because don mancini was like i'm interested in consumerism in the 1980s so i'm gonna write a screenplay about that and, like, it just becomes this, like, satirical phenomenon, mm-hmm. which is just, like, way more interesting than just writing about consumerism in the 1980s. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, let's just put, like, a face on it and make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, and also there's the fact that, I mean, and, and coming at this from a writer perspective, like, there is something about suspense and dread that just, like, gets you going, you know? And so, exactly. you know, that can come in a lot of different forms. It can come in complete realism, like, such as true crime, right? Um, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's something that is going to keep us reading or keep us watching when there's, like, a question that needs to be answered that, in, you know, that has really high stakes. Um, and that's, like, you know, stuff like this. So, you know, without mm-hmm. anything supernatural, it's still, like, the what horror is playing into is the fact that this is, like, the type of storytelling that our brains latch onto more so than, like, a quiet movie about like a little you know quiet and when I say quiet I mean like a quiet movie (laughs) in terms of like the type of story the scope of the story where it's like you know some couple like you know even though I like these two but like a couple like arguing and and you know Mm -hmm. moving to a new house or something like there's something that's not going to be as exciting ultimately there needs to be some dynamic involved in it there there's this uh uh again a horror film 
that I've seen, uh, you know, a few years ago. It's actually it's called The Monster. Great, great movie. Um, and it's about a mother and her daughter, and she's very young. But the mother, um, she's an alcoholic, mm. and she's the monster. Oh. And but there's an actual monster that's chasing them, like in the middle of the road, while because their car broke down. So it's like this, you know, kind yeah, of like, so it's like parallel a manifestation mm-hmm. of the mother. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, and that's just that, like that just brings so many levels to the story mm-hmm. that would otherwise not be there. Mm-hmm. You know, if horror wasn't involved, yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Um, Just like how Godzilla was created because of the, the atom bomb. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. And I mean, you know, talking in terms of like just how the Child's Play franchise is going to um, like continue on in the future. Mm-hmm. Like this, like sci-fi channel has picks, picked up Child's Play, like the TV series, which Don Mancini will be the writer of. Um, because he wasn't, he wasn't involved in any way, shape or form in the Child's Play reboot from like last year because <laughs> he did not want to do, have to do anything. Else, but, um, but yeah, he, you know, just looking at the interviews that he did and like talking about the TV series that is in the works, he was kind of talking about how he's interested in how, you know, consumerism has changed a lot from the 1980s up until now and how, you know, like. Um, children are just way more interested in in different things than they were in the 1980s, right? Like, social media has been, Mm -hmm. like, has a big boom right now. Um, Just, like, how kids interact nowadays is way different. And he wants to, like, Don Mancini wants to to kind of work with that because, obviously, that will change the way Chucky um, exists in this new world. I hope he doesn't like take the, how like the reboot. How the reboot though. was, yeah. Because reboot, I mean, it was like it's like think like Black Mirror episode basically. Okay. Like there's like an app, and um, oh wait, you know Chucky is basically <laughs> controlled by the app, but like he malfunctions. Oh wow. <laughs> it's just like because oh. the person that created him like was being treated, uh, you know, treated um, unfairly. Unfairly. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, well, I'll show them. And he puts like a virus of some sort mm-hmm. into the doll. And then he later commits suicide. And yeah. then the doll gets shipped out with all the other ones. And and then Andy yeah. gets it, right? Because like the mom, again, gets it from like, like I think he, someone like comes and like. They return it. They return it. And so it just like kind of, you know, the Chucky doll in this scenario um, just isn't normal compared to the other Chucky dolls. So he's just like, he has this virus in him. Um, so I don't know. It was just like, I think like the concept of it is interesting. And I hope that Don Mancini like gets that same concept yeah. and rolls with it a little bit differently. Um, but the execution was just like some Yeah, like the mom has a boyfriend that's coming over regularly um and he treats andy like shit he has another Um, family he's married yeah and andy himself has like two friends that he hangs out with every now and then like so different from the original yeah because in the original he's actually a very lonely kid Mm -hmm. and and the mom is just you know working her ass off and she's hardly ever home yeah so there was just so many so many things that were that were changed so that the reboot would 
I guess, work. Yeah, which is... <laughs> to, to their standards, yeah. But that, the, the new sci-fi, at least the concept of, you know, trying to sort of reimagine Chucky for a, a different age in our consumerism is, is definitely... That really appeals to me because, yeah, I kind of went into this not knowing too much about the series that was coming up because um, there's no, like, previews or anything for it either, right? It's just been interviews. No, no, it's, like, strictly in the words. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing with the sci-fi channel is that I feel like it can go two ways. Like, it can be, like, Sharknado. Yeah, exactly. Or it can be, like... <laughs> or it can be, like, uh, what was the... Chickens versus yeah, zombies yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, sci-fi had, has had this also sort of like renaissance of like really quality shows like uh the expanse that was originally on sci-fi and then it was so good Mm -hmm. but it was so expensive to make that they they had to drop it and then amazon picked it up um oh yeah but it's like done really well to the point where like it's one of my boyfriend's like favorite you know favorite shows ever um and he's like the biggest science fiction nerd um, and yet he would never have been caught dead, like, watching sci-fi, the actual sci-fi channel, like, growing up, because he's like, oh, it's so cheesy, and, like, you know. But, yeah. um, so I feel like it could go either way. It would be really interesting to see, like, a really serious Chucky series, like, in that vein. Yeah. Um, of, like, the quality of The Expanse and stuff. That would be really really interesting mm-hmm. reason to get cable <laughs> i guess yeah i know right um but don mancini was like oh like i really want to he wants to expand on the aunt maggie character who oh, was yeah. like chucky's first victim mm-hmm. right like he wants to expand on that a little bit more um he wants to like open up the universe a little bit more kind of introduce some new characters i mean with the with you know having a movie turn into like a series i mean you kind of like that comes with the like the territory mm-hmm. like you kind of do have to expand a little bit more mm-hmm. but um i'm just hoping that like there's not too much character where that there's just like too many people yeah. you know yeah i wonder if bride of, bride of chucky will make an appearance or not <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where all I, that i want to see those yeah i really want to see those does she get is the is the concept behind those like that she's also some like person that gets voodooed into another doll like like Chucky like tries to have I a think girlfriend? That, um, and... mm-hmm. I think I think she was like the Charles Lee Ray's um, like girlfriend before or something like okay they were like in some sort of relationship I'm not too sure as far as like I mean I don't know I really haven't I haven't seen it and I don't think Hector has seen it in a long time. I've actually been wanting to watch uh, Child's Play Part 2 because uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I was probably like in high school or something like that. But um, I've been really intrigued by it because if you uh, notice in some of the uh, later seasons of Seinfeld, this is super <laughs> random, but this is just something that caught my attention because I love just observing everything yeah. within the frame. And he has a small collection of VHS tapes on, like, his little rack that he has uh-huh. um, where he has, like, his um, like like his CD his, like, player and stuff like that. Stuff. Or, yeah. So he has a little stack of, of uh, VHS. And one of them that you can see, like, it's, it's, like, the first one that you can see in that collection. And it's Child's Play 2. Interesting. And I'm like, that's, that's like, so if random. You're gonna, like, why wouldn't you put part one or, like... <laughs> Like, what does it have to be specifically part, part two? two? Because all the other, like all the other movies, is like there's 
you, you can't see yeah. the first uh, Child's Play Part 1. So I kind of wanted to see it just because, you know, if there's something, like, really like funny about it or, or yeah, like a... You know, I doubt that there's a cameo or something, but... <laughs> <laughs> like Jerry Seinfeld hey, comes what's out. Go- yeah, like... <laughs> he, like, does a What's the joke? deal with... Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I feel like Kramer would be more at home in these movies then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's He'd be funny. the peddler. He'd be, yeah. he, would to- <laughs> he would totally be the peddler. <laughs> or he'd be like, he'd be like, hey guys, what if... <laughs> Like, I have an idea. What if there was, like, a doll that came to life? Like, that Calvin Klein, like, beach. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's Always coming up with his schemes. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just recently saw the bro um, episode where him and Costanza's dad come up with a bra for men. Oh, oh gosh. Right. <laughs> So it, w- it was either naming it the bro or the man's ear. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just combine anyway, them? The bro classic stuff. The bro man's ear. <laughs> the bro man's ear. I love how uh, episode of Seinfeld came out in a child's play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of our podcast. Yeah. Another great, great show to watch. <laughs> if you're into child's play, guys, audience... Watch watch Seinfeld. Oh yeah, watch all of Seinfeld just to get to this one episode where you yeah. Child's Play makes a cameo, <laughs> or Child's Play two for that matter. Um, I don't know. Is that everything? Should we like any any lingering thoughts? I'm good. Yeah. I just feel like I can sleep now. Right. I was I've been like so nervous <laughs> leading up to this Aww. day. You were saying he was having trouble oh, sleeping. Really? I was because like oh, I was yeah. like what if what if they asked me what my favorite horror movie is or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, and there I was like another hour of like not being able to sleep because it's like you know. Okay, okay, let me ask you this. What? Um, it's okay. alien. Like, <laughs> duh. Do you like? Scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Do you like scary movies? WhatsApp. <laughs> no, before before Child's Play, before seeing it yesterday, what was the mo- the last horror movie you saw? Uh, the last horror movie that I saw. Oh yes, yes, I saw this movie called Loose. Loose. L U Z. Oh. Um, oh, like light. Yeah. Um, it was a a Dutch horror film. Um. And it just came out like I think like last year or maybe like 2018, um, and it has a super like uh, like retro like VHS kind of look to it, um, and then it, it goes off on these like very long um, scenes, kind of like. Um, mm-hmm like a Gus Van Zandt mm-hmm. and then it has like this really weird like David Lynch kind of touch to it too um there's not a lot of dialogue it's actually a, a, a just roughly over an hour or two so it's not very it's long short. either mm-hmm. and it deals with um demonic possession um it was it was it was really cool. I really liked it. It was a little. It it, it might be a little slow for most people, but um, mm, that's stuff I, like. I liked it a lot. I like the slow stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think for sure. Like we should we should definitely do an episode on an international. Horror. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for yeah. sure. And this this film was actually uh, the director's first one too. Ooh. So I'm like super excited for what he comes out with next. Same. That's the, how I feel about um, the director of The yeah. Winds because that was her first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's gonna be a lot of great horror films that are gonna be coming out within the next ten years. For sure. Yeah. Especially going more in the direction of like what's popular now, like Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Midsummer. Um, like Ari Aster yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, Ari Aster stuff. Uh, like more uh, thought-provoking yeah, with a lot of sure. uh, undertones and That's my and like metaphor. I love that. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, mm, STEM, love that undertone. <laughs> yeah, I love those undertones. Uh, yeah, uh, good thing we started this podcast now then and not in the 80s. <laughs> right? I, <laughs> it would be very different if we started in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like every time we end this, we're like, well, what if we were a this podcast? And like, like last time we were like, what if we were a romance, like, you know, uh, whatever it is. A rom-com. Rom-com podcast. Or no, it was uh, Life Advice. Like a Oh, Life Advice. It was Life Advice. Mm. Column oh, podcast. Oh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> But yeah. now, Hector, you have to do the honors of eating a hot Cheeto oh, yeah. as a way to Oh, yeah, sign for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca's just getting those Cheetos. Yeah, ASMR, he's opening the bag. And you gotta, you gotta draw it but out. Get a, get a big, fat, juicy one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not like a long one. Think, yeah, okay. No one showed. likes those. All right, I'm just gonna get two of them. <laughs> Right. Do it. Here I go, guys. Why is your mouth watering? <laughs> so I had like, man, my mouth is watering so bad. I had like five of these maybe like 30 minutes ago, and I've actually been wanting more since oh, then. Oh, um, okay. So it's good. But, yeah. All right. Do the honors, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So with that, this is the end, friend. <laughs> I've been wanting to know.